your Locked on the New York Rangers, your daily podcast on the New York Rangers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 238 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. Today, we're going to have part two of our conversation with Mr. Anthony Scoltori of Forever Blue Shirts, as well as the Daily Gullhorn. Uh, if you did not catch yesterday's episode, I definitely recommend starting there. That's obviously part one of our conversation with Anthony. And we're going to bring Anthony in here in just a second and go through our opening night roster projections. Again, this is part two of a two-part conversation. But first, I just wanted to weigh in on the Vitaly Krasov situation a little bit here. Uh, the Rangers have announced that they plan to allow Krasov to complete the entire KHL season. And Anthony and I do talk a little bit about Vitaly Krasov in this portion of the interview that you're going to be hearing here today. Uh, but this was recorded yesterday, Wednesday, before we got the news today, Thursday, that the Rangers will indeed keep Krasov in the KHL for the entirety of the KHL season. And in fact, when I woke up today, I happened to first get wind of this from Forever Blue Shirts. And, uh, you know, Anthony in his article, he definitely gives credit to Larry Brooks as well as KHL reporter Jillian Kamerer. I do hope I'm getting the pronunciation right. But, you know, we've talked about Krasov on here from time to time this offseason, just trying to stay on top of everything he's doing with Tractor of the KHL. And to date, for anyone who might need a refresher, uh, Krasov has skated in 17 games with Tractor, and he's racked up eight goals and three assists in those 17 contests. And apparently, according to Jillian Kamara, who covers the KHL, uh, Krasov has really been making a favorable impression on his teammates at Tractor this season, just an overall better attitude and just playing a lot more aggressively as well. And that's shown up. You know, we've talked about Krasov a little bit on here, and we've gone through some of the goals that he's scored because they pop up on social media. You can find those, you know, on YouTube, Twitter, whatever it might be. And you see on these clips, I mean, it feels like every goal he scores is like a highlight real goal, and it, a lot of them are spearheaded just by his determination to drive hard to the net, to get there and just not be denied and not play uh, quote-unquote cute hockey. And I'm not going to sit here and tell you guys that I've watched every single tractor game this season because obviously I have not, but Krasov's determination is what really stands out on a lot of these goals. He scored a goal where, you know, he weaves around a defenseman, takes a shot, the goalie makes a save, but Krasov keeps following the play to the other side of the net. He gets his own rebound, and then he scores from a tough angle. I mean, that was one that really stood out for me, and that's been a pattern on a lot of these goals that Krasov has scored with Tractor this season. He's just simply outworking his opponents. There was another play. I mean, this one's not a goal, but it goes a long way in showing that determination, that effort that's been on display with Krasov this season. So the puck is back in Tractor's zone. And there's a pass from the left wing across to the right wing, and it looks like it's going to be an easy tap-in goal, just a beautiful cross-ice pass. It looks for sure like the guy's going to score. I mean, you guys watch hockey. You guys can tell when it seems like it's a certainty that somebody is about to score a goal. But Krasov had other plans, man. He lays out, dives headfirst, fully extends his stick, and gets his stick on the puck to prevent the pass from being completed. And if that pass gets completed, it's basically a goal. It's an easy tap-in. I think you or me could probably score on this play. But Krasov, just an outstanding play here. Again, just dives. Diving, full extension, headlong dive, uh, gets his stick on the puck, prevents the scoring opportunity from happening. And so, like I said, you know, everything that we're hearing from Vitaly Kravtsov, it's very positive, everything that he's doing in the KHL. Look, I know there's some Ranger fans, and I include myself in the bunch here. We are very encouraged by what Kravtsov is doing in the KHL right now. I know a lot of us want to see him on the Garden Ice, and we can find out what he can do for the Rangers, uh, especially given the fact that he's playing his best hockey since the Rangers drafted him. 
back in 2018. He went number nine that year. And naturally, there are very high expectations whenever someone is drafted in the top 10. And naturally, there's going to be a certain eagerness within the fan base to see him play at the NHL level. But let's keep in mind, Krasov is still just 20 years old. It hasn't always been smooth sailing with Krasov and the Rangers. So let's let him keep doing what he's doing in the KHL. Again, he's playing the best that he's played since the Rangers drafted him. He's clearly comfortable in the KHL. His game seems to be growing by leaps and bounds. Let's allow that to continue, allow his confidence to continue to grow. Let's give him the chance to complete this KHL season, see it all the way through with his teammates. He's got a chance to win a Gagarin Cup, and then maybe when the KHL seasons, we reevaluate everything, we see where everything stands. But he will eventually get his chance with the Rangers. Teams don't draft somebody in the top 10 uh, just to keep them in the KHL or keep them in the AHL. Eventually, he's going to get an opportunity with the Rangers, and I imagine when he does make his debut, he'll have a lot of rope. It's not going to be a situation where they call him up for three games and then, you know, send him to the Wolfpack or anything like that. He will get his opportunity. So don't be upset about the fact that Krasov's going to be staying in the KHL for the time being. You know, people were really down on Vitaly Krasov, and he seems to be turning it around. And ever since then, since the 2018 NHL draft, and, you know, it hasn't always been smooth sailing, like we said with Vitaly Krasov, but we've gotten really excited about a lot of other young players. You know, Adam Fox, uh, Igor Shosturkin, Capo Caco, Alexi Lafreniere. Tony D'Angelo. These are all guys that have come along very nicely for the Rangers. They seem like they're going to be stars for a lot of years going forward. And a lot of us have kind of, I don't want to say forgotten about Vitaly Krasov, but he's sort of been put on the back burner. And it's almost gotten to the point where, you know, if Krasov continues to develop and comes over to the Rangers and becomes a, a really nice player for them, it's almost a bonus because this rebuild has been going great even with Krasov not necessarily performing up to par, at least not until this season with the KHL. So very, very encouraged by everything we're hearing from Vitaly Kravtsov. Don't go anywhere because in just a second, we're going to bring in Anthony Scoltori for part two of our interview. Going to be going over some opening night lineup projections, which is always a ton of fun. Just wanted to take a minute to let you guys know that today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Built Go. Built Go will help you break through your wall. It is the healthy replacement for your energy drink, but the energy is not fake. It's lasting and natural. And I can tell you from experience, it's a fantastic product to use before playing baseball, tennis, or even frisbee golf. Built Go comes to us all from the same people who brought us the world's fastest growing protein bar, Built Bar. It will help you break through your wall. Whether it's a mental or physical wall, break through it every day with Go. It's easy to take in one and a half ounce packages, put it in your briefcase for the most focused presentation ever, your golf bag to power through the back nine, or put it in your pocket to get through the day. Built Go is the best workout gel on the market, plus it's natural, so it's better for the body. It comes in three delicious flavors, peanut butter honey, chocolate coconut, and chocolate mint. How does Built Go work so well? Built Go combines energy gel with collagen protein. Collagen protein is fast absorbing, so it gets into my system fast. Plus, it's easy on the stomach. Visit BuiltGo.com and use promo code LOCKED, and you'll get 30% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKED for 30% off at BuiltGo.com. Let's go. All right, and so without any further ado, part two of our conversation with Mr. Anthony Scoltori of Forever Blue Shirts and the Daily Goalhorn. Enjoy. So I figure, uh, you know, I feel like we could sit here and talk hockey all day, Anthony, but we can end with this. It's something that we talked about on Twitter before we started recording here. I figure we can go through uh, our opening night lineup projections now that we pretty much have a feeling for who's going to be here and who's not going to be here. I mean, it's possible maybe the Rangers... Uh, you know, go out and sign one more cheap free agent. But for the most part, we know who's going to be here. So I figure we can kind of just go line by line. I'll let you kind of kick this thing off. Uh, you know, who's who's your uh, top line for the Rangers on opening night next season? Who are your your three forwards there? All right, so before we, we get into that a little bit, uh, just kind of just to build it up, the Rangers this offseason 
they're a lot to address how soft they are to play against. Um, whether you like the Jack Johnson move or not, uh, Kevin Rooney, uh, Brendan Lemieux, keeping him on board for another two years. But more importantly, understanding that Lafreniere plays the game with an edge. He's the type of player that if you try to run him, he puts his stick up or he puts his elbow up. And because he is a star or considered a star, he gets away with it. Uh, very much the way Messier used to. Very much the way Alex Ovechkin gets away with stuff that another player could not get away with, the way he boards people. Uh, right. And I love Ovechkin, but he boards people. And because it's number eight well, in a red sweater, though, that whistle doesn't come up often. Okay? It's got to be pretty egregious. Um, but the Rangers did get a lot tougher. Uh, so with that being said, I want people to understand that when I start talking about the open up, opening night lineup, that it's a, it, the Rangers were trying to strike a balance all right, with skill, which they, had pl- which they have plenty of, but also a little more toughness into their lineup. And that was evident when they also made two trades at the draft to move up to get Braden Schneider, who's an excellent defenseman with a mean streak, right? And that's mm-hmm. exactly why they went after They moved up to get him. And also to get a second-round selection and, select, and trade Lias Anderson to get Will Cooley, okay, who's a power forward and not afraid to – you know, mix it up if he has to. So I just want to kind of just everyone understand that is where the Rangers, what the Rangers were focused on, what this, some of this lineup choices that I make, and also what the future is coming for this team. Let's go into that with the opening night lineup, right? Yeah. And the first line, which I think you don't mess with uh, what works, and you stick with, even though you have Lafreniere, who's going to play, you keep the first line, at least for opening night, Kreider's advantage at him, Buchnevich. Yep, I had, I had the same top line. I, I love Kreider and Mika together. You know, they just click. It just works. And I'm with you, man. I'm not going to mess with success. I mean, Kreider coming off of a great season and Mika's advantage just gets better year after year. And, you know, Buchnevich, I, I'd leave him on the first line as well. I mean, it, it's interesting with Buchnevich. I get the feeling he's probably not a Ranger for life. I know he's a free agent after uh, this upcoming season. We'll see what happens there. But going into opening night, yeah, I'm, I'm going to keep those three together. I'm with you there. Well, think about this as well, uh, Buchnevich. If you're, if you're thinking that he might be traded at some point in time, would you drop him down to the third line and ruin his value, or you keep him on the first line, have him scoring, and then say, okay, make a decision. Right. Do, we, you know, do we move him during the offseason? Because we know Kratzoff is coming. And no, that, that's Kratzoff an excellent point. Yeah. Play, yeah. You know, top, top two lines and figure it out from there. These are the decisions that the, the Rangers are definitely weighing. I'm with you. And, you know, he's, his production is obviously going to be a lot higher playing on a line with Kreider and Mika Zibanejad than it would be, you know, on the third line, say. And uh, obviously that would increase his trade value. Uh, do you want to throw out a second line as well? Again, second line, for the most part, you know, you, you, we, we have Strom. You keep him with Panarin. But it's time for Kako to step up. Yep. Okay? It's time for, for Kako to play those top, Six minutes, and I think he's ready because what I saw late last year, his willingness to shoot the puck a lot more, and what he showed in the playoffs. I mean, game one, he was throwing shots from everywhere. I think he wound up with five or six shots on net. And, you know, he, wasn't, he was not afraid to get to the net and to take shots from him from, from off angles because he has that kind of shot, and he's got that ability. So, to me, this is a no-brainer. It's time for Taco to step up. 
and move up to the uh, second line. I'm with you there. You know, there's some temptation, at least for me, that, you know, maybe at some point you could have a top line of, you know, Mika, Panarin, and Kako if you want to really stack that top line. But I've always liked, at least this first year that Mika and Panarin were both on the Rangers together, I've always liked having them on separate lines because it gives other guys a chance to play with one or the other and kind of have their game elevated by playing with a superstar like Artemi Panarin or like Mika Zibanejad. And, you know, I certainly don't want to break up Ryan Strom and Artemi Panarin because we saw what Strom did last year, kind of came from out of nowhere. Uh, he played way over his head, at least as far as, you know, comparing it to what he's done in his career to this point. So I got to have Strom and Panarin together. You know, they just gave Strom a $9 million contract over two years. So I got to get the mm-hmm. most that I can out of him and uh, leave him with Panarin. And like you said, man, it, it's time for Kako to step up. And I, I think he will. And, you know, playing with Artemi Panarin, that's a, a great way to kind of jumpstart his career as well in year two here. I agree. Uh, when we want to talk about third line. So now here's where I'm going to throw all kinds of angles at you. Okay. All right. This is where it gets fun. Right off the hop, let's just do the third line for opening night and what I think could also happen. You definitely will have Lafayette on the, on the third line with Philip Hedl as the center, and I think Julian Gauthier will also be, on, will be the right wing on that line. Rangers, I, I think, are pretty high on what he can do. He's got speed. He's got size. He can get in the corners. He can free pucks up. That would be a very big line, too. If you look at this, just the sheer you know, height and weight on the line for these players, I think it has a chance to be an extremely solid third line if Philip Hedl is really a, a true center. That's, that's, that's another thing to consider. But now let me throw this out. Lafreniere is, is off the hook. He's good. He's got to get more ice. What do you do? Well, then you have to make some seriously hard decisions because if Lafreniere needs to play top six minutes, you're not going to play him over Panarin. Right? right, and I don't think you want to. I don't think moving Panarin up to it's a advantage ad makes sense. Now you move Lafreniere up with Zibana, with advantage ad. You let him play on the top line. You could keep Buchnevich where he is. You move Kreider to the second line right wing, and you move Kako down back to the third line if he's not performing. Otherwise, you may have to bite the bullet and have Kreider play right wing with advantage ad. And Buchnevich dropped to a third line role if he's not living up to expectations. So what I'm trying to show you is that the top nine has a lot of potential for flexibility here. So that yep. way you could put forth the best nine forwards possible that will lead up the majority of the game. Yeah, I'm with you. I think you make a lot of really good points there. And with Lafreniere, I thought about, you know, are we really just going to have him on the third line to start the season? But I like the idea of starting him there. And then if he plays well and he performs and you want to move him up as the season continues, and that's great. And you could get uh, creative with, you know, like you said, moving Kreider maybe to the right wing, maybe dropping Buchnevich down or Kako down, whichever one of them, you know, isn't performing if one of them is not performing. But yeah, you know, I, I like the idea of let's not put too much on Lafreniere's plate right away. Let's start him on the third line. And believe it or not, I have the same exact third line as you. I also have Hedl at center and Gautier at right wing. Uh, with Hedl, the, the one thing that gives me a little bit of concern, there, there's part of me that wants to see him play wing. Because I knew the Rangers, they struggled in the faceoff department this past season. I was looking up some stats a couple of days ago, and Hedl was like 38%. And that's just like, I'm not sure you're a center, dude. You, you might want to play wing. Um, so at some point, I wouldn't mind figuring out some kind of combination here where we can move Hedl to the wing. But uh, with Gautier, I'd like to see him either play on the third line or maybe even start the season in the AHL. Because 
I I don't want to see him just out there on the fourth line getting seven minutes a game and not being out there with guys who are capable of scoring. You know, we saw that with uh, Leah Sanderson this past season. And, and granted, Anderson was his own worst enemy a lot of the time as well. But I don't think it does a whole lot of good for a player's development if you're expecting him to be a scorer to have him out there on the fourth line night in and night out. I don't know if you have any thoughts on that. No, I, I agree. And that's why, you know, you just made some points that allude to the flexibility of the fourth line now as well and another move that the Rangers made. Uh, the fourth line is going to be a grip line. It's going to be a hard forechecking line. It's going to be, some, it's going to be a line that you want to, to, to bang the body, cause a lot of problems when they're out there. Yeah. Uh, and I see Brendan Lemieux on the left wing there. Uh, for now, let's leave Brett Howden where he is at the center. And I think Kevin Rooney, who is also a center, could play the wing on that line, right? And he's a big yep. boy, kills penalties, and that's why the Rangers got him. Uh, I think Phil Giuseppe is your 13th forward, right? So if that's the case, that, you know, again, and if, if it was Howden on the wing, if, Howden, if you have Rooney, it, it's, good to have two, it's good to have two centers, without a doubt, for me. Um, on the fourth line, but if Heedle's not doing well and you want to put him on the wing and take Goche, put him in the AHL, then Howden could possibly move up to a third-line role and Rudy could center the fourth line with Giuseppe on the wing. Yeah, and I, I think those are all options, and one of the nicest things here is it feels like the Rangers, they actually have options this year, and last year it was kind of like, God, how are we going to fill out this lineup? You know what I mean? It, so it just gets you feeling that this team is definitely moving in the right direction. I have Giuseppe, Howden, and Lemieux. I have Rooney is kind of my 13th forward. I feel like it's either going to be him or DiGiuseppe. Maybe uh, they could even be in and out of the lineup as healthy scratches or active. And, you know, maybe that's an ongoing battle as the season continues. Just wanted to take a minute to let you guys know that today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Built Bar. It is the best tasting protein and energy bar that I have ever had. It's kind of hard to explain. You just have to experience it for yourself. It's got real chocolate, amazing flavors, and unlike a lot of other protein bars, energy bars, you don't need a gallon of water to get rid of that weird, funky aftertaste that sometimes comes with the other bars. It's just good, and it actually kind of tastes quite a bit like a candy bar. It has an amazing combination of low calories, high protein, and low sugar. There are no crazy additives, and if you compare it to the most popular men's bar, Cliff, it is half the calories, seven times fewer carbs, seven times fewer sugar grams, and more protein. How can it be that good and taste that good? I don't know. You just got to try it for yourself. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON to get $10 off of your first box at BuiltBar.com. Once again, use promo code LOCKEDON and get $10 off your first box at www.BuiltBar.com. Figure we can move on to the defense pairings. Uh, who you got for the top pairing? So this is, again, the Rangers have a lot of flexibility. So every time I look at everything that they've done this offseason and who I think is going to be in the lineup, um, I look at they're going to at least try to start the season uh, D'Angelo with Jacob Truba. So they're going to move D'Angelo to the left side. Um, they're not buying out Brendan Smith. I pretty much know that. Um, so the second window for a buyout, forget it. It's not going to be used. And I think that they like having Brendan um, as a safety valve, right? You know, somebody that played with Jacob Truba, right, and, and showed him that he can play the off side on defense without an issue. So it's possible you could see Truba back with, um, Jake, uh, with uh, Brendan Smith. So, but for now, I'm thinking D'Angelo and Truba okay. are, are going to be your top pair defense. 
I actually, I have them as my second pair of defense. I have Lindgren and Fox as the top pair. I don't know, maybe that's a little ambitious. I know they're both just coming off of their rookie seasons, but, you know, this is something I talked about uh, on my podcast, you know, toward the end of last season and even into the playoffs. Like, you know, you see the depth chart and Lindgren and Fox usually don't get listed as like the top pairing or whatever. But like toward the end of last season, I, I started feeling like, all right, this is definitely the top pairing on this team. I mean, and I think they complement each other very well. You know, Fox being kind of like a two-way defense and somebody who can contribute on both sides of the ice. And then Lindgren gives you a little bit of that toughness, that snarl that us Ranger fans so desperately crave. So, I mean, for me, I hope those two guys, man, they can be the top defense pairing for the next decade going forward for my money. Well, Lindgren and Fox are definitely my second pair. And I'm not going to bet them up. I'm not going to touch them. Uh, I don't, I don't, I'm not comfortable putting them out at the top, you know, uh, just yet um That's i fair. think that they're certainly certainly going to probably be there but you know with jacob truba and the you know the money he makes i, I think you want to make he, and he was starting to show signs at the end of last season too of getting comfortable playing in new york um i just don't know you know is the d'angelo thing going to work now d'angelo played left defense uh for the sarnia thing when he was you know in the minors so he played there for th- he played the offside for three years and for an offensive defenseman Having your stick in the middle of the ice is great when you're in the offensive zone. When yep. you're in a defensive zone, it makes things a little bit harder. And then for the third defense pairing, uh, I guess by default, we would both go with Johnson and Smith. Do you have those guys active on uh, opening no. night there? Hell no. Hell no. <laughs> you do not want Johnson and Smith as a pairing. Period. <sighs> you don't. Uh, I know. I just Go ahead, and then I'll make my point. I was just going to say, if Smith is your right defenseman, then Libor Hayek should be your left defenseman, and Johnson okay. should be your seventh defenseman. Uh, keep your eye on Tarmo Luneman, too. Uh, he's a prospect out of Finland that's really playing very, very well, and he could wind up taking a job it, on that defense. Uh, but that's I would have Hayek and, <laughs> Libor Hayek in with Smith if I'm going to have that. Now, if Smith is going to go to the top, to play with Truba and D'Angelo goes back to his third line role. Um, you may want Jack Johnson with D'Angelo. Uh, that might make more sense and have Hayek come in as seventh defenseman and take and swap between Johnson and Hayek depending on who they're, who they're playing. If they're playing, you know, like the Boston Bruins, you want Jack Johnson in there for the tough stuff. If they are playing the Colorado Avalanche, you may want to leave Hayek in there to move the puck quicker. Gotcha. No, I think that makes sense. Um, yeah, you know, even as I say that, Brandon Smith and Jack Johnson out there together is a little bit scary. Uh, I do like the idea, you know, we talked about this a little bit briefly just a second ago, but I do like the idea of D'Angelo moving to the left side because I think far and away the Ranger Ford best defenseman in no particular order, Lindgren, Fox, D'Angelo, Truba. Uh, so I think you want to get them out there as many minutes as possible. And, and you know, like you said, D'Angelo has played the left side in the minors. You're cool with moving D'Angelo to the left side? Yeah, I'm I'm absolutely fine at seeing how that works out. I think his offensive numbers will be good. Uh, you know, defensively, will he struggle? That's the big concern. Gotcha. And then uh, just goalie is left. I think we know the two goalies that it's going to be, but do you have Igor Shesterkin as the starter on opening night, or do you go with Gary for opening night? Yeah, I absolutely have. The, the czar of New York as the starter. <laughs> uh, I think that it'll be a, it'll be a you know, the, the 50. It, I don't think it'll be 50-50. Obviously, it depends on what the schedule is. I do. I can see him starting 55% of the games to Georgiev's uh, 45. But if uh, Shostakin gets hot, I can see that number rise as high as 60. 
Yeah, I feel like maybe toward the end of next season, in a perfect world for the Rangers, maybe by then Shesterkin has really kind of established himself and really shown that it's not just a small sample. I am that good. I am the goalie of the future here. And maybe the Rangers at that point are kind of in a playoff battle, and you know you just have to go with Shesterkin on more nights than not. So I could see that happening. I think he in a perfect world. Good. Yeah, I think he is too. He is uh, that good. I'd buy the hype with Shesterkin for sure. All right, well, Anthony, this is a ton of fun, man. Uh, I feel like we're just getting started here. We could probably talk about hockey all day, but I will let you get going. Uh, up for doing this again in the future at some point? Absolutely. This is a blast. All right, once again, a big, big thanks to Mr. Anthony Scoltori for joining the show here. You guys can check out his work on foreverblueshirts.com as well as the dailygohorn.com. And you can also listen to his podcast, the Forever Blue Shirts podcast. And, of course, a big thanks to you guys as well for continuing to tune in to the Locked On New York Rangers podcast in the offseason here. If you'd like to get in touch, please send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Once again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Definitely give us a follow on Twitter as well, at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, this is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Thanks again, guys. Have a great weekend. I'll see you next time.